Welcome to another episode of Band Director Bootcamp, the podcast with productivity and wellness tips for busy band directors. I'm your host, Leslie Moffat, and I'm really grateful to be sharing this platform with you. As busy band directors, we know you don't have lots of time to watch lengthy professional development webinars, so we share 20-minute tidbits with takeaways you can use to support you in this awesome profession and in a healthy way. And I'm really excited today to bring Erin Keaton Howard on board here. I've heard of her for years. I've heard of her in circles amongst other band directors, talking about other musicians and composers and the like. And I finally have gotten to meet her. I'll tell you more about that later because this is about her right now. But I want to give you a little bit of background and, and let you meet her. Um, she's the founder of the Formation Wind Band. She's a composer, um, a music educator. She directs the band at North Seattle College. She does clinicianing clinicianing that's not even a word but you know what i'm saying and uh, as a guest conductor and there's a whole long list of things she does um but you're going to hear more about that as we get to talk so aaron welcome on board hi there thank you for having me yeah um before i have you introduce yourselves i like to tell everybody why they want to hang around what they're going to learn today and aaron made me stop and think today which well doesn't happen often but when it does it's a light bulb moment um this this podcast is a lot about productivity and then well-being, our own personal well-being. And a statement that she made is authenticity is an important piece of self-care and career longevity. And I'm like, holy cow, she's right. She's brilliant. So you're going to want to hang around as she's going to give us some pointers about what is authenticity, why does it matter, and what opportunities exist, and how does that all relate to your longevity and your own well-being. And um, we're going to talk about that, and there's a lot of good stuff there. But Erin, before we get into the details, tell us a little bit about you and, and your journey through band directoring. Sure. Um, I grew up in a suburb of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, in the Midwest, it's band country. So I did all the band in high school, big traditional 5A marching band program. Um, I went to Mizzou and um, when I decided it was time to learn more, I moved out here to Seattle to go to the University of Washington for my master's degree in music education and also conducting. Um, when when I grew up as a band director, I thought, well, of course, I'm going to have a giant high school band program and we're going to win all the things. And that's what success looks like. And um, I did that for a while. I tried to do that um, for a while and I was exhausted. And when I went to graduate school, I had some really important people in my life ask me questions like, why do you do that thing or um, what's your philosophy behind this? Um, can you tell me more about this? And I did a lot of thinking that I don't know why. It's just how you band. And so that is really the beginning of my journey thinking about authenticity. But it would be a decade later before I was ready to put words to it. Um, currently, I teach high school band um, in downtown Seattle, as well as um, conducting community groups like Formation and North Seattle College. I love community music. Um, I love the community that exists because of community music. And authenticity um, is also at the heart of that. So it's pretty genuine to me and why I love what I do. Well, I just have to say, um, I'm going to plug here for Formation Wind Band that you uh, are co-founder of and and uh, having opportunity to play in this. You, you've put an opportunity out there that I had never heard of before, and I've been around for a while. Um, 
for an all-female band. And that is so powerful. Um, it's, it's just uh, that, that that's so different from anything I've ever participated in and at my age stage of the game. It's hard to surprise me and have new things come up. And so it's been really, you're really genuine in what you're talking about, I guess is what I'm trying to convey to the folks that are listening out there. I mean, you're walking this walk of, of these things that you talk about and write about. So um, let's talk a little bit about this, you know, your statement about it being part of self-care and career longevity before you tell us a few of the other things. Why do you say that? So authenticity, um, I'm going to use a working definition of it's the way that you show up in professional and personal spaces genuinely as you are um, without changing yourself to fit the mold or stereotype or perceived norms. So with that in mind, um, if we are not doing that, it is exhausting. Um, if we are spending a lot of energy trying to keep up with what we think other people are doing or what we should be doing, it's time consuming and exhausting. Um, and eventually that is gonna get to your health and mental health, physical health, um, and can lead to burnout. Um, some examples that pop up right away for me. Um, as a woman, I have spent a stupid amount of time looking for a black suit jacket to conduct in because I, you know, just came to know that that's what you should wear and it has to be long enough um, and it has to be fitted. And in this era of crop tops, I'm like beholden to the department stores and whatever they might carry right now, because there's no such thing as women's warehouse. And um, that's just not necessary because you can wear whatever you want to conduct in. I'll talk about this later, but um, I believe that to conduct, it needs to be formal, it needs to be professional, and it needs to be authentic. And that is authenticity in professionalism. You know, we're still within the bounds of being a, a professional, but you also need to do what works for you because if you're not doing it for you or your students, who are you doing it for? And we model that too. Kids know if we're being for real and then that impacts them. A hundred percent. So you just kind of told us what it looks like in a professional setting. Um, what, what do you um, think? Like uh, how do they be more organic with that? Like, <clears throat> You know, um, like, how do you can't? How would you suggest somebody starts to even become aware of? Am I being authentic? But were some? I mean, you talked about the suit jacket. You sort of thought, or, or the job had to be winning the awards or getting the recognition. How do you start to notice what is authentic to you and what you're just doing? So I think there are a lot of opportunities for authenticity to exist organically. Um, so I recently read a book with Megan Wagner called Women and Wind Band, and it is a look at what we currently do as band directors and why we do it and what the experience has been for women and what things we can do to be more inclusive for everyone. And um, as I started to write my chapter on authenticity, I spent a lot of time talking to other directors um, of all genders, thinking about what makes us who we are 
and what makes us good at what we do. Um, so opportunity is for authenticity. Things like identity, um, physical appearance, your um, internal, external abilities, your demeanor, and your professional integrity. Let me tell you more about that. So identity, um, being authentic about who you are um, to degrees that are safe where you are um, is an important way to be a full person. Um, what I mean by full person, when I was in my 20s, I don't really remember them because I was a band director. And I want to be a whole person all the time. And so I identify as a Midwesterner. My students know that. Um, my students also know that I have a wife and that I have two very cute dogs. And um, that is just a way to humanize myself and um, connect with students who might also resonate with being from the Midwest or having a dog or maybe wanting a wife someday, whatever. Um, physical appearance, features, um, things like attire fall into that. Um, abilities, um, one of my favorite examples of that, um, when I go guest conduct, sometimes I ask for a different podium or I'll ask about the podium before I get there because I'm five, three and a half. And that is not a character flaw. Um, <laughs> It's important for the ensemble to see my downbeat and I will advocate for that important experience. And, and, you know, at first I may have felt high maintenance about it, but it's actually serving students for me to make that request. Um, demeanor is really important. So when you're on the podium, this is my personal opinion. That's quickly becoming my professional opinion too. Um, being on the podium is 50% your musicality and your skill. And it's also 50% leadership. And you have to find a leadership style that is authentic to you. Because like you said, kids know when you're not for real. And if you try to be someone else, they will they will think that you're being silly. Um, when I first started conducting adult bands, I thought I needed to be very serious. And I tried that for a few rehearsals in graduate school and I watched the videos and laughed at myself. Um, I like bad jokes. I um, make adults do silly things that I do with my students because they're effective. And, you know, once we build some trust, they do it anyway. And then we all laugh about it and they've been productive musically. So, um, you know, if humor is your brand, do it. If you don't like to raise your voice, find a different way to command the room. That's totally fine. Um, you need to find leadership strategies that feel authentic to who you are. Um, the last thing is professional integrity. Um, this is really important. Um, it's important that you decide what best practice is and that you do things like pick your repertoire or design your bulletin boards, pick who you bring into your classrooms or what festivals festivals you go to based on what you think is best for your students and your program and what aligns with your values, your philosophy of music education. Do not just pick music because you loved it when you were in school or because someone else is doing it. Um, don't do things just because it's how it has always been done in the in the program you're in or in society. Chair placement is a big one that comes to mind for me. I know 
I grew up with it and I even did it for a little while. Um, but competition isn't good for all kids and you can still get the right kids on the right part for the right tunes. If you're just a little bit more organized, um, and you just make a spreadsheet and I write my, my students' names on their parts. And then I just have one student pass out the music and they just get the part with their name on it. And there's, you know, so much easier. Yeah. And it works out fine, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. And yeah. yeah, we can go into plots. But before we get to this last little bit, I just want to invite our listeners to take a minute and think about how you can put some of these practices we've been talking about on our different episodes into practice in your own life. Welcome band director bootcamp listeners. If you're feeling a bit burnt out and are ready for support and accountability partners in your wellness and productivity, we have an amazing opportunity for you. Join our 90-day virtual boot camp, a community initiative designed for busy band directors like you who love their job but seek a more sustainable approach. We'll meet weekly, discuss your wellness goals, and develop strategies to help you achieve them. We'll tackle productivity hacks and fine-tune systems for the upcoming school year. With 35 years of experience, I've got some tricks and tips up my sleeve that I can't wait to share. So as we move into a new season of our lives, if you want to feel empowered and supported by like-minded individuals, this is your chance. Reach out to me at banddirectorbootcamp.com or click on the link in our show notes to schedule a 15-minute call. Let's ensure this is the right fit for you, get you signed up, and embark on this wellness journey together. Because together, we rise. All right, we are back with Erin Keaton Howard for just a minute or two here because I want to make sure after she's talked a lot about this, um, it's intriguing to me. It's just thinking about things in a little different lens and, and giving some really uh, good food for thought here. But I'd love for you to talk a little bit about the book that's coming out in December. Did I hear correctly? Yes. So. That's not very long, you guys. You <laughs> can probably pre-order somewhere. But tell us about the book, your co-author, and some things that we can find in it. Because you know what? It's coming up to the holidays. So we all need to go find some good stuff. <laughs> so Women and Men Band is being published by GIA Publications, um, and it will be available on their website. And we are set to launch um, in time for Midwest in Chicago. Um, more information will also be on my website at ekhmusic.com. How exciting. Yeah. Um, something that really struck me when we were compiling the book, um, I was looking for a quote to kind of um, anchor my chapter. And this is the quote that I'd like to share. It's from Brene Brown. And it says, she says, you either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Mm. Say that one more time. You either walk inside your story and own it, or you stand outside your story and hustle for your worthiness. Man, I see a lot of me in my younger days in the second part of that quote. Oh, man, are you people listening? Listen to the wisdom so, that comes today. Yeah, that quote really stopped me in my tracks because, like, like I said before, if you're not making your choices and investing your time in a way that serves your students or serves yourself, why are you doing it? It's not going to be the healthiest choice. It's missed opportunities to take care of yourself and also... Um, a really cool opportunity that comes with authenticity is representation. You can model for your students what healthy boundaries look like. Um, for example, 
you can be finished working even when all the work isn't finished. God, that's a hard lesson. You better repeat that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can be finished working even when not all the work is finished, which I am very guilty of that. Um, But it's a good reminder. Um, One other thing that I wanted to make sure I said, authenticity is not oversharing. Right. We still have to have professional boundaries and make sure that we um, are honoring the profession Um, and professionalism without authenticity is the absence of humanity. For example, being in a school system, sometimes decisions are made that are not in the best interest of your class or what you believe to be best practice. And obviously I'm not going to scream and yell about it. Not publicly anyway. Um, You know, I can express my concern and it's important to express your concern, um, but then you're going to walk away um, and do what you need to do. At the same time, you can when you have to be the person delivering bad news or when you are not seeing eye to eye with a colleague, you can do that professionally, but also still honor their humanity. Yes. You can, you know, you can make sure that you're listening to actually hear them and not to respond. Um, Two truths can be true at the same time, even if they're different. Um, So it's very important to one person that this happens, and it's very important to the other person that this happens. And both can be true. They are very important. But one person is going um, to not have it go their way that day. And I think it's important to know that you're talking to another human, Um, especially for the longevity piece. When we're in schools, it's really important to build bridges um, because we spend so much time there. It's your community. It's your people, whether you like it or not. And so getting through those tough conversations is a lot easier if there's some trust built up and you treat each other like human beings. And I think that comes from, you know, being your authentic self and acknowledging how you would like to be heard. That's pretty deep. That's pretty, no, seriously. I mean, it's a lot I wish I had thought about this at a younger age. I'm just so impressed with looking younger folks thinking about these things now. You're not going to go through the hell that some of those older people didn't figure it out so soon. Really, you bring a lot a lot of good stuff to think about. And I can't wait to see your book. I really want to dive into what you and Megan have to say. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank really you so much. This was yeah. great. Yeah. Well, this has been Aaron Keaton Howard um, joining us today on Band Director Bootcamp. And I want to thank all you listeners who make a difference in kids' lives through the magic of music education every single day. The work you do matters, and so do you. Join us next time on Band Director Bootcamp for another episode of Productivity and Wellness Tips to Make Your Life a Little Easier.